Hello there, the championship is underway and already we've had plenty of, well, not shocks, but some surprises for sure. Mikey Brosnan drives it in and New York are heading for the Connacht Football Semi-Final. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of disrespect during the week. You know, we finished third in Division 1 on merit. We were completely written off. You'd swear we were a lower level team altogether. So uh, we were. Actually, I'm sure our boys were frustrated by that during the week and uh, I'm glad they put it right for themselves, you know. The shot is pent over the bar. Killian Roar, Claire are into the Monster Football semi-final. If we get as many intriguing results for the rest of the season, we'll be doing quite well. On today's show, we look back at the career of Kevin McKernan, who retired from Down last year. We analyse how his county is picking itself up after a torrid few years, chat about the weekend's big Ulster clashes and talk in general about the game. New York's Jamie Boyle joins us to look back on a fine and historic win for his side over Leitrim and looks ahead to the Sligo clash next weekend. And with plenty of hurling and camogie chat too, with Aoife Sheehan looking at the Joe McDonough Cup and the very camogie league final between Cork and Galway, that's all on the Championship. Now, delighted to welcome a stalwart of a footballer to the show, Downs Kevin McKernan, retired last year, having made his debut in 2007 after being part of an All-Ireland winning minor team two years previous. I suppose, Kevin, the highlight of your career would be 2010, but can I ask you, first of all, how difficult was it to let it go? Because as long as I know Gaelic football, I, I know of your storming runs forward and your whole family's been steeped in the game. How hard was it to let that go? Yeah, probably... Um when you uh, you grow up and and you're you're the son of a, an All Ireland winner, um, you're already sort of um, plucked into the the reams of of making a, a down team. And you know, as a child playing for Burn, um, I was so so lucky to be involved with with great coaches and great men. And um, you know, the general pathway for for that was development squads. And and um, I was probably a late a late bloomer in terms of probably fifteen sixteen before I really. Looked like like a player that was going to be um, able able to do what what I did for the for the down um, jersey. So, listen, it it was a fantastic time. I loved every every ounce of um, sweat and, and effort that went into it. But, um, yeah, it, it it's it's hard now to to be able to to try sit back and and watch the championship games. Um, you know, throw in and and you see the the chaos that happened last weekend of of upsets and and performances and. To, to look at, at down next week against Donegal and, and not be pulling on that jersey. It's going to be tough, but um, I'm at peace now that I know, um, you know, I, I put in serious effort for half my life and yeah. um, I look back with, with fond memories and friendships and, and big days that, that were so special. A serious effort is probably an understatement, Kevin. I would I would imagine any time I saw you just emptied, emptied whatever you had. You know, with your dad, Brendan, what sort of a dad was he growing up in terms of the football? Did he leave you at it or was he a gentle guiding hand the whole way through? No, very much um, let you be yourself. And um, do you know what? The the, the biggest um, learning that, that that gave me was was to find a way yourself. Mm. Um, you know, he was definitely there as a, as a shoulder to lean on and would have given subtle advice after games. But um, he was very a, a very quiet man during games. Um, definitely would have given you a wee bit of tip here and there uh, post-game. But... Um, just, just a great example. Probably, for me as a child, being so curious about how did my dad become the man that he did. Um, club, club all Ireland's were born in the eighties. Um, I was born, I was born in eighty seven. Either side of of two club all Ireland's eighty six and eighty eight. And for dad to go and win the all Ireland in ninety one, um, you know, it was like going to school. No one, you know, my daddy's playing on the same team as Mickey Linton and, and Paddy Rourke and you know, Sam McGuire being in our house, um, it probably just triggered that want to, to go and do it. And in a weird way, it would have been uh, him, him and mum and, you know, being in dinner dance nights and, and, and nights out and committee meetings, mum would have worked night duty. 
we have been flicking on videos of, of burning them down in the 80s and 90s. You know, there were videos and you had to push them in and press play and, and, and enjoy what what your father did. And, um, yes, it's a good golden, times. That's a golden childhood, Kevin, <laughs> though. You know, I mean, you, 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 get, you would get emotional talking about that because what's what an what an a lovely way to have your youth and lovely role models are all around you and not have to force anything just to find your own way but the environment was already there for you yeah it it was strange like even you know spending night times up at burn senior training you know I, I don't have memories going to down training i think the odd time i might have been brought along but you know, like as an eight, nine, ten year old, um, going up to Burn, um, you know, they were winning club championships in the nineties and Shorty Trainer would have been kicking freeze and I would have been the one standing just waiting for the bread basket to catch balls and you know, and I and I remember even, you know, as a child creating scenarios of, you know, if I catch this ball, down are gonna win an all Ireland coming off the roof of the house. Like crazy stuff, but as a child the curiosity was can I do that? And of course I could because you know, the man, the man in front of me, my dad did it. Yeah. So, it so why would it not be possible? So, yeah, um, yeah it was brilliant and, and just a great, great childhood of, of trying to reach for that dream and, and thankfully I made it there. Take a breath so for a second and just talk to me then about when when Conor Laverty took that job. Was there any part of your mind, Kevin, that was going to try and maybe find a way to play in 2023 or, or had you just emptied the cart? No, no. Listen, I have, I have a young family Um Two young girls. I'm I'm sitting at 35 now. Um, and the game you played as well. You know, it's it's just. I look at Connor coming into the down setup, and I'm jealous of those lads because you know I was I was very lucky to work under great men. Um, Ross Carr, James McCartan, both brought in Paddy Talley, Brian McGaver. Um, you know, Nan Moyne came in then. Um, you know, Jim McCurry. We got the Ulster finals under Eamon Burns and James. Um, you know, there were so many good times and, and, and learned so much from, from super coaches. And, um, you know, when Connor came in, you know, I can see I can see the talent that's in down. I, I, I've coached at under 15s for the past few years. I've watched down teams, and unfortunately, we haven't been able to, to get minor or, or under 20 success, and success until Connor took over last year. And he has this sort of, you know, even as a player that I played with and against, he has this way of. of you know, getting that togetherness and and you know his track record record speaks for itself with Kalku and and you know even with Down he was, you know, for a small player he was so um, courageous in in how he played and and no man was big enough he he found a way around that and and you know no team will be bigger than than Down I, I think Connor will try his utmost to get to get down to where he knows they can be in the next three or four years. So with your family background and all that you've given to Down. Um, how hard would it have been for, for the last number of years, Kevin? Because to see down maybe in Division 4, and don't get me wrong, I know a lot of people put their shoulder to the wheel and try to maybe get you out of the rut that maybe you were going into, but but what happened in your own opinion? Like It seemed to be that every year brought new difficulties, and no matter how hard you tried, there was a there was a bit of a slippage there, you know? And that's, you know, even coming down here today and, you know, thinking about the championship that's just passed, uh, the championship again that's just passed, you know, you look at New Yorks and mm. you look at Leitrim and, and, and Sligo and different teams that are that are now coming into the championship. Um, you know, Down always carried that burden of, of the 60s and 90s and it was a great burden to carry because you knew it was possible. Um, but just, we, we've had a couple of difficult years in, in Down and, you know, the players, unfortunately, had to pick up the brunt of, um, you know, Disappointing, um, you know, managers having to be removed of their duties due to county board votes, and 
you know, Jim McCourty left in, in 2013 or 2014 after one year and a shock promotion. He got us to Division 1, but then... Um, was removed of his duties and, and Paddy Talley again recently like poor like, I just it, it that my last year with Down was one of the worst years purely because James McCartan the man that really triggered my career was left in a situation where he took on the Down job in, in November where every other county was back six weeks and you know that was as a result of, of a vote that got rid of Paddy Talley who has gone to Kerry and won in All-Ireland I've worked with them in St Mary's. Down, we're in a really, really good place with Paddy. We were, unfortunately, threw away a nine-point lead against Cavan, who went on and won an Ulster Championship. And, and, you know, hopefully the stability of, of having a manager for five, six, seven years, and I hope that's what happens with Connor because, you know, he can adapt and change his, his backroom team. But, you know, you look at the teams over the, over the past, you know, decade or longer that have, have had reasonable success. It, it's been due to... The know-how of of a management structure that are given a chance, and you know, unfortunately, for a couple of years with Down, as players, we had to pick up the pieces of of difficult um, situations in management. Do you give them a good chance next weekend? Uh, next weekend against Donegal, massive, mm. massive opportunity. And I look at that half of the draw, not only Down and Donegal, but I look now at our man Calvin, and you know. Um, with all the, the championship scalps that happened at the weekend, I was I expect Antrim to really put it up to Armagh. You know the huge performances this year in, in Division Three. Um, on the on the flick of two results, Antrim could have been up. Calvin and 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 Fermanagh and Down could have been in the middle table. It, it it was a it was a strange Division Three, a very competitive one, and um, I think now looking into to the championship weekend in Ulster this weekend and next weekend I think things are going to take off in Ulster and, and you know it, it'll be no different to maybe some of the surprises that have happened Go back to 2010 does it come into your head much? You know you've, you've, you beat Kildare in that semi-final played Cork in the final that game could have gone anyway Kevin And do you think about it much? I do and and you know when, when you put in the commitment that I did over the years to know that you got so close and, and you know I I look at every team going into the championship now at the minute. There's always that possibility of 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 a run, and the luck of the draw can be a huge thing. And I remember that year, um, big teams taking each other out, and and all of a sudden, you know, we were sitting with a run in the qualifiers and looking into Kerry, and no one gave us a chance. Um, Paul Galvin and Tomas O'Shea were suspended, and um, things were starting to look. Do you know what this could be on? Um, and a down team that just cut loose. And I always remember James talking about you know a down man running on to Crow Park and just hypnotised you into belief and and I know that day that when things Mark Poland kicked an early goal the place erupted uh, I don't even think Kerry people had taken their seats because you know they just got in ready for a game and they were put into chaos and that down that day it was just that run it, it just what dreams are made of you know it's a tough game it's a really tough game. It, it's it's an exciting game when teams really have to go for it, which is usually the last 10 or 15 minutes of a match. And um, you look at, at the moments last year that led up the championship, um, Armagh and Galway came from teams cutting loose. You know, I, I don't know how our game can can evolve back to those days. Are, are we destined for a counter-attacking style for the foreseeable future, particularly if you're the underdog going into a game? It's a really easy fix for staying competitive as long as you can, and you'll see it this weekend in in, in Ulster. You know, I know Fermanagh will cause a real um, tough moment for for Derry. They will 
Talk to me about that game, so because that's not going to be any walkover of any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> what are Fermanagh going to do to Derry? Because they're going to keep it com- compact anyway, I would imagine. Yeah, and and you know all the noises coming out of Fermanagh, um, you know, was around their their promotion in, in Division Three, and nobody giving them a chance of that. And you know, when you look at Division Three of of Cav and the Talchin Cup winners, Westmeath, the runners up, a down team that had a really good McKenna Cup, and and Connor Offley, who were bubbling around mid table and pushing hard, and unfortunately. You know, such tragic circumstances that, that that happened in their season, and all of a sudden, Fermanagh come out on top of 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 that division. So, you, you're talking about a team that's building nicely. You've seen Derry build from Division Four to Three to Two. They, they had a wee bit of a a rut in two and didn't get up straight away. But, you know, that that Fermanagh team will be licking their lips into Brewster Park. I've gone there myself, and and you always played against Fermanagh with with St Mary's in the McKenna Cup, with Down in the National League, and and in the Championship going. I've played with some of them at university. Super footballers, and and they have a a wee bit of belief and arrogance that anything's possible. They've been Dulster finals under Rory Gallagher, but like that, Rory Gallagher will know every player, and I think it, it, it promises to be a great game. What has impressed you most about Gallagher's time? Um, you know, in fairness, to Damien McAller, and he he got him out of Division Four, and Gallagher's brought them on since then. What has impressed you most about that evolution? Their willingness to. Um, to go to places that that they know um, causes teams discomfort, which is patience, defence, breakneck pace, and and super hands. They've created goal chances this year from clusters of men, but the movement and and how they've they've done that. And I think with with Rory, he has that way of of you know preparing his team to the level of of leaving no stone unturned but um you know one moment for for Fermanagh um early doors on on Saturday could leave a a really promising game for them Tyrone versus Monaghan then uh how do you see that game going in Oma on Sunday I see a Monaghan team building through um a Vinnie Corey who Again, was a, a late appointment or a shock appointment, but a man that knows his players and he's he's looked after players my age very well. Conor McManus and Darren Hughes playing the football of their lives, and you know they, they'll they'll go to they'll go to to Oma knowing they've they've come off the back of a really really good league campaign that was building, and you know a Tyrone team that really they're they're just on a balance scale of playing really well and 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 being there for for the taking. So, you know, Tyrone like like anybody coming into to Oma, it'll be difficult. But I think Monaghan will go there with a lot of optimism. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game because you're not quite sure where either team is at. As you say, Monaghan survived Division One and Tyrone are up and down. Final question to you, Kevin: uh, A life in football up to now, and I guess it's not going to change going forward. Can you just talk to me finally about your 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 ambitions, your motivations in the in the game from now on, and you're moving in maybe to the coaching realm as you have done over the last few years? Yeah, just you know how I can keep myself um, involved and, and keep myself in a really good place. I know over the years my happiest was playing for Down, um, playing for my club, and and thankfully still fit fit and able to play for my club. So I'll enjoy that for another couple of years, hopefully, and um, with management. And coaching, just try learn as best I can. I've been around, um, you know, a few teams. I'm, I'm involved with Down Ladies this year, which I'm really enjoying. Cutting my teeth at, at how coaching, you know, evolves and and goes from week to week, trying to prepare teams. And you know, if I can in any way be ready to to launch myself into some sort of coaching job in in years to come, that would be lovely. But um, I, I enjoy my retirement at the minute and and look forward to what lies ahead. Enjoy your daughters, enjoy your family, uh, Kevin. I look forward to interviewing you on the sideline as a, a manager someday soon. And right now, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. 
Kevin McKernan there, a down stalwart who was fantastic to watch Kevin over the last decade and more uh, from, from a family steeped in Gaelic games. Now it's time to switch to Camogie and Hurling and the very Camogie League final takes place between Cork and Galway at 1.50pm in Crow Park on Sunday with Justin Heffernan officiating. I'm delighted now to welcome Aoife Sheehan, the former Camogie player with Limerick to the show. Now Aoife, you're very welcome. Hi, Damien. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Aoife. Uh, just, I suppose, Camogie final at the weekend, first of all, Aoife. How do, you see, how do you see this game going? Because if somebody was to say to you at the start of the year, how do you see 2023 faring out? You, you would mention uh, Galway. You probably would mention Kilkenny. Corker are coming the whole time, Aoife, aren't they? What has impressed you most about them? Yeah, I suppose, look, with Cork, um, and look, it's the top three, Damien, you've mentioned them there. Cork, they've suffered four, I think, cruciate injuries this year, right? No, most notably, probably, is Ashley Thompson, you know, their, their marquee player. But they've still stuck, you know, they've, they've got through each round, played some very good games, and only had one blip, really, against Galway in the last round of the league. Other than that, they had some, you know, huge wins, Um by large margins. They've, they've, Matthew Toomey's brought through some very young players, um, very excited around even the youngest, or Orla Cahalan, you know, she's she's a very exciting prospect from that famous family down in Cork. Um, <laughs> you know, so he, he has the players um, and there's always quality players in Cork Camogie, but, you know, they haven't won the league since 2013, which is a real famine for them. They haven't won the um, All-Ireland since 2018. So, like, they're, they're really crying out for some type of silverware. So, they'll be going all out, obviously, to win this at the weekend. And Matthew Toomey as well, you know, there last year, he Davy fits with him. But this year, Liam Cronin's in as coach. So, I just think they're they're doing things a little bit differently. Um, I was going I to ask you, Aoife, has, has, sorry to cut across you, but on, on Matthew and Davy, has the style evolved a little bit this year, in, in your opinion? Yeah, I think it has. Um, now, Jamie, you yourself, that with, with the league, um, teams often experiment a lot in different rounds but from what I've seen so far of Cork I think they are playing a more I suppose attacking more forward game pressing a little bit more um, you know they would be accused a little bit in the past of, of playing more of a negative style and maybe they were you know last year I think the league final especially they were up six points in last year's league final and instead of, of kicking on they, they kind of retreated a little bit so mm-hmm. this year we're seeing more of them kind of pressing forward um, and using the likes of Amy O'Connor up front you know because they have some serious um, forwards that they can, you know, that, that have pace and power and all the rest of it. So so they should be um, using them, you know, to, to the best of their effect. As for Galway then, Aoife, um, they've been there or thereabouts for the last few seasons. What do you make of, of, of their title challenges uh, this time around? Yeah, so like they started off the league slow. Um, I think, you know, Tipperary got a good win over them. They, I think they got three goals passed in the first mm. day out. And so, but, but they've been improving all along. You know, they still have their, their key players. You know, you've Sarah Durvin is back in around the panel as well, I think. So so it's great for them to get her back. Heather Cooney isn't um, playing this year. And, and I think Neve Kilkenny won't be playing either. So they're, they're huge losses. But again, very young players, um, coming through for them but and, and then sprinkle with the likes of Carrie Donoghue up front you know you've Aoife Donoghue um, Anya Keane as well as an exciting player from St Thomas's. so you know they, it's not that they're lacking quality or anything like that and even if you look at last year in the minor championship it was Cork and Galway who fought it out in the in the minor Camogie final so they do have young both sides have really young players coming through exciting prospects um, look and Cahill is still still involved with them still the manager so you know Steady you've continued yeah, continuity there as well. And um, he's a good backroom team around him. I, I like Molly Dunn as well. You know, she was involved with St. Mm. Ryan's last year um, and a really good 
coach as well. So look, it's it's much the same, I suppose. I think we, we could nearly play what we, we spoke about last year. You know, it's 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 Cork <laughs> and Galway. It's in a final. Um, yeah. They played in the last round of the league. They're playing in the first round of the championship in, in, on the June Bank Holiday weekend. You know, they know each other inside out. And and I think um, it's it's going to be, look, it'll be a good, it'll be a good, exciting final, I think. Aoife, elsewhere then, just to finish off, it's, it's a busy weekend with the Christy Ring and Joe McDonough Cup. But just on the Joe McDonough Cup, Kildare and Offaly, Kerry and Carlo, Leash and Down. Anything strike you there among those three fixtures, Aoife? As I say, it, it, sometimes they're the best games of the hurling season, but we don't see enough of them. That's the thing, you know. You'd love to be able to sit down and watch them all, uh, wouldn't you? Like, but mm. I suppose with Kerry, Kerry are, are interesting. I think with Steve Malumphy over them, you know, and I suppose they've had a few disciplinary issues as well that were highlighted. I suppose locally, you know, that it's it's just interesting where they're going. The big win against Down last weekend. Um, and hosting, I suppose, you know, um, uh, you know, Carlo this weekend. Um, where, where, you know, will will that go? Um, because mm. really, the season pins on just these. It's so fast. I mean, uh, you know, you get a bit of momentum after you, 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 you know, you could reach the knockout stages. If you don't, you're in the relegate. You know, it's it's very cutthroat. Um, yeah. the, the the Joe McDonough, I find. But um, look, Kerry been in the last three finals. Um, and I'm sure that they're pressing. They just want to try and get over the line in that. But then, of course, you've Offaly again doing well. Um, and Kildare, as you know, and you've you've highlighted everything that's going on in Kildare a good few times, Damien. Mm. Like they were probably disappointed last weekend in that they didn't, you know, perform better. So it's just, um, it's 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 a great competition, but I suppose it's just run off very quickly and it's hard to, to get a good, you know, get a good view on it. And, and it's a pity really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well said, Aoife. Great to talk to you and we'll chat you again in a couple of weeks again, Aoife. Thanks, Damien. Now, joining us to give a quick look back at last weekend's historic win for New York is an American-Irish cornerback, from the Donegal ancestry line, his name is Jamie Boyle and he did the business again last weekend. Mikey Brosnan, American, born and bred, drives it in and New York are heading for the Connacht football semi-final. Incredible scenes. Jamie Boyle, congratulations on last weekend. You were with us a year ago. What changed in the 12 months since then? I mean, obviously, us, you know, the majority of the team and the kind of the nucleus of the team being together you know for that whole year getting the you know extra sessions in in the gym in the off season um just kind of even you know it's, it sounds silly but even just bonding with the other guys that you, you wouldn't have known or they would have been rivals from other clubs you know before we all joined new york um you know having uh, team nights out just in the off season and again developing the bond and you know uh, the biggest thing though just uh, buying into you know Johnny McGinney's and the and the management's uh, like vision. Um, I would say those are the biggest things. And then, obviously, the additions that we got this year with Gavin O'Brien, Rob Wharton, Owen Curran, uh, Bill Maher. It was just like you know, it, it felt like the positions we needed a little bit of a boost or, or help at, and and they stepped mm-hmm. in, and you know, it was like they had been with us for two years also. So, all yeah. of those things combined, just uh, I think. Uh, out. How challenging now as a squad and, and a management team will it be for all of you guys to make it work, to get over and back to travel to Ireland and fit in your work and your lifestyle around that as well? Yeah, it, it'll be a challenge. I mean, um, New York already has this all set up with flights, itinerary, everything. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the efforts that, that they've put in since the game ended, like, I don't even know if they've enjoyed it yet because right away we got itineraries. They were asking for, you know, passport information and everything. Um, mm-hmm. all I know is for the next, you know, 
we play in, uh, you know, a little over a week now. Everything for that game is all set up, and uh, and we're ready for that. And, you know, not to be cliche, but it, it's just kind of one game at a time at this point. So we're, we have our whole, you know, training schedule, all the uh, uh, travel um, items and everything taken care of for this week. So, yeah, we're just kind of one game at a time right now. Do you guys think that you'll be able to go back up to the intensity again required for such a huge game? I think for us, like especially with the Leitrim game, it was uh, everything was. I thought it was more in our favor because to us, it's a mm. we have a one game season. You know, everything is. We're, how do you not get up for that? That's the only thing on our calendar. Um, so yeah, while maybe you know, I know we went down a few points early against Leitrim. Maybe we needed a few minutes to to get uh, shaken up and just get into the the flow of a, a faster moving game. Even we had training last night and the. The intensity was back up to, you know, pretty much uh, the last week or two going into the Leitrim game. So, I, yeah, I don't think that's any issue at all. We know how good Sligo is, obviously, playing them last year. We have nothing but, yeah. you know, the utmost respect for them. And uh, we know they're going to be fast. And, um, yeah, we're, I, I think we'll be fine. You're a project manager. You're very, very busy there. I know. I think you've been busy all your life, Jamie. But is it just a case of employers are very understanding and you guys can get the annual leave, get over and play for your county. Yeah. It's funny. I have, I work, so I work for, um, uh, my owner's Italian. So, uh, over the years, as I've told him, like, Oh, you know, I won't be in Monday or Tuesday, especially after the championship. And he's kind of like, what, what is this kid playing? And, yeah, um, yeah. it was funny over the, the weekend, I think he saw a post or something either on Instagram or Facebook. And, uh, he had our, like, um, uh, social media team share it like on our page and stuff and then he was messaging me congrats and then like I had originally taken off Monday and uh, I messaged him like Monday night just saying like you know listen the celebrations are continuing uh, I may need another night and he was like don't worry about it take it off so yeah yeah like so understanding like it's been amazing um, yeah I was talking to him this morning and he was like yeah, I saw. I read online that uh, you know, the next game's next weekend. He's like, "What? Do you know what days you're gonna need off?" And I just started laughing. I was like, "I was like, oh, I was gonna go in and talk to you today about it, but uh, probably <laughs> Wednesday to Tuesday." Do you think that the win over Leitrim has changed people's perceptions of New York, Jamie? And by that, I mean traditionally counties have gone over there to fundraise to help themselves, but maybe now yeah. people are starting to see the bigger picture emerging. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, to us, I think. Uh, you know, it's always been, and all the supporters over here, it was a matter of when uh, we were going to win the game, especially with, uh, you know, Johnny McGinney in charge and, um, you know, all the, the, the young guys who are American born over here. You can just see how, how talented they are. So I think for us, it was a matter of when. But, yeah, I hope the, the uh, you know, the view on us now is that, uh, you know, we're, we're a team that is going to be able to compete and, and win these games and, not make this just like a, you know, a one hit wonder, you know, let's uh, yeah. continue yeah. to just show that, you know, we, we can compete with these teams and we can win. So yeah, I, I hope we've changed the the narrative a little bit, um, but we do got to keep performing and, and we do have to keep winning to uh, ultimately, you know, mm. change everybody's mind. Thanks so much for your time again, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, that was friend of the show, Jamie Boyle. Well, that's it for this week's uh, programme, folks. The programme was produced by Damien O'Mara. Dave Gibson was on sound. From myself, Damien Lawler, stay safe. We'll chat again next weekend.